0: Amen. You may be seated. There's a bunch of you. Wow. (laughs) Awesome. It is awfully special, I'm convinced, to have a church family gathering, a worship service on the first day of the year, is it not? And so we only get one chance to do this in good voice. So on the count of three, one, two, three, happy new... Oh, guys, that was so good. That was so well done. Wonderful. And I mean it sincerely. I do hope you have a happy new year, not just a start of it, but a happy 2023. And with the amount of people in this room and the amount of people watching online, I have no doubt that there are many different ways of approaching a new year, right? Right? Like maybe some of you love 2022, I don't know why, but maybe some of you did and, you, and you're gonna miss it and you're optimistic for 2023 or some of you are thinking I just, man, let's, let's start 2023 like six months ago. Let's, <laughs> let's get on to something new already. But maybe some of you in this room are like myself, you kind of go into 2023 planning it. Like how many of you go into 2023 with your, with your notepad wide open and you've got plans made and you've got things that you're looking forward to and things scheduled, vacations, family gatherings, all that stuff, it is all laid out, changes you're going to make in your household. Like, here's what we learned in 2022, here's what's gonna shift, and here's how we're gonna do things better in 2023. Any, who, um, any of you who would kind of just, you're already looking ahead and you've already got a bunch of things planned, anyone in the room, you're like that? A few of you, okay? How many of you, I suspect a few more, are a little bit like this going into 2023? Nobody look at me, (laughs) nobody speak to me, may nothing touch me, I'm getting through this year and hopefully nothing's going to go wrong. You're just kind of going to see what happens going into it. Any of you like that? A handful. Some of you are thinking, nice mask, Dave, that's a really, really nice one. It's Amy's. (laughs) You can believe me if you want to. That's That's your choice. But I don't know about the rest of you. One thing for sure, I think just about any time I go into a new year, I try to springboard out of the year prior. And uh, often, one of the ways that I do that is by really looking forward to that week between Christmas and New Year's, because as much as I love it here, I'm not in this building. And it's awesome, and it's quiet, and I look forward to opportunities to rest, opportunities to kind of catch up on, on family time and just relaxing and such. And so going into the Christmas Eve services, which I hope you were able to be part of them, and they were just wonderful gatherings together. Um, felt good coming out of those, and really anticipating like, man, a whole week of nothing going on. Checking messages every now and then, but not a whole lot to do. Woke up on Christmas morning with a cold. Awesome. So good. It could be worse. I recognize that it could be worse. But the next couple of days, just spent hacking and coughing and all that stuff. And you know how it goes. And I found myself resting decently. I was able to sleep. I was able to not do a whole lot, really. But just kind of at least recuperating as far as sleep and such went and enjoying family time. But I got a little frustrated as the week went along, as you do as well when you get a cold and you're thinking, why can't I get over this thing already? And I got to the point where I slept. What night was it? It was Thursday night. I had such a garbage sleep. And have you noticed how your mind works perfectly in the middle of the night when you're stressed and tired? It works so good, doesn't it? It's just the best. And uh, so my mind was racing, and I was getting quite stressed, quite, like, not well in my own head. And that very much carried over into Friday morning. And so mid-morning Friday, um, still getting a little bit better as far as my body and such, went. I decided I need to go for a walk and I need to talk to God for a little bit. And so I went up the street, and I went over along Pleasant Street, and I'm walking, and for a good, like, I don't know, 600-yard stretch or something like that, I told God exactly what I was thinking about a handful of different things. And if, you, if, I, if I relayed the list to you, you'd be thinking, Dave, that's a pretty minor list. Like, it's not actually that bad. But you know when stuff, even if it's just minor, just kind of piles up and piles up and piles up, and you're tired and you're cranking, you're not feeling well? Well, I was kind of telling God how I was feeling. I stopped for a second to send a quick uh, just a quick email to someone and then I turned around and (laughs) I had noticed that when I turned onto Pleasant Street that there was someone also walking on Pleasant Street But they were like a good 50 feet behind me and I said I'm in no mood to talk to anyone today (laughs) And so we just did that thing that you know how to do as well Where you just you clearly see someone, but you're not even going that like you're not going there And so I just kept walking and I stopped, and I turned around, he, and he was right there. And it turns out I knew him. Uh, actually, it was Levi's piano teacher's husband, who's actually a pastor here in town as well. I hadn't recognized him. And so I said, how are you? He said, I'm well, thanks. How are you? I said, I'm all right. And we walked, because I knew his street was coming up in the, next, in the next couple hundred yards or so. And he said, truth be told, When people ask me that question, I don't actually know how to respond. I thought, I get that feeling. People ask you, when people ask me how I'm doing, I say some of the stupidest things you have ever heard in your life. And I'll walk away from many of you going, why did I say that? Those words have never come out of my mouth before. But anyway, sometimes that happens. And he said it's it's a difficult question to know how to answer because be it physically or spiritually or anything else, it can go in all kinds of directions. And so he said, at my church, we've gotten in the habit of saying, when we are asked that question, how are you? He says, we often say, I am well in the Lord. I am well in the Lord. And at that point, we had reached his street, and, and he would started walking away. And I kept walking, and it hit me right here. I thought, God, of everything that you and I have just talked about for the last 750 yards or so, I don't think any of it has to do with whether or not I am well in the Lord. I don't think any of it has anything to do with that. And so for the next while, through the rest of the walk, I just kind of opened up to God about how I was feeling and, and what I thought, and just talking with him about maybe what he was trying to say to me and what he was trying to encourage me toward. I don't know about you. Going into 2023, I will have things planned in my own brain with my own smarts, with my own ideas. And I've got a pretty good idea that if you're anything like me and if you're doing the same, if you've got your own thoughts, you've got your own hopes, they don't necessarily, and in fact, they may often not line up with what God has in mind, with what his plans are. They may not be the same thing whatsoever. And if there's one thing I know it's that as hard as you and I try to plan, as hard as you and I try to do our best and say, ah, 2022 was rough, but 2023, I'm going to white-knuckle it. I'm going I'm to learn from my mistakes. I'm going to do a bunch of new routines. I'm going to make sure this is the best year yet. I, 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 I. Don't we fall short? There's a quiet, hummed hush there, but I think we all for the most part, would understand that that is very much a thing, that his ways are very different than our ways. And so if you would turn in your Bibles, uh, if you brought one, to Psalm chapter 19, I'm going to be reading a few verses here about God's way of doing things. And it's become clear to me, <laughs> and I was actually reading this, this passage like for the last, I don't know, few weeks or so, just kind of going over and over and over it again, And man, it's rich. Psalm chapter 19, beginning at verse 7, highlighting how God's ways are certainly different than ours. The psalmist, his name is David, go figure, says, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, like honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. I don't know about you, but when I hear the words like the law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commands of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, I have a tendency in my mind to do this. Like, yes, yes, sir, Lord, whatever, whatever you want, whatever, almost a militant response, if you will. And maybe that's something you were raised with as well, like keep the law, keep God's laws, keep God's laws, keep God's laws, do it right, do your best, earn all the gold stars. Maybe this is something that you haven't considered before and you're thinking the law of the Lord, like how is that different then? But it is so, so different than the way you and I operate because when I think of the way I go about my life, how I think about things, sometimes how I speak to people, sometimes how I operate at work, sometimes how I am in my social circles, I don't know that I can often claim the words like perfect, I can't always claim trustworthy. I can't always claim that my precepts are right or that my commands to my children are radiant. I can't always say that. So the way God operates is so, so different from you and I. And yet, if there's one thing I know, it's that so often we don't necessarily see the way God operates, and see these words to be true that I've read that, had, that are written for us, we don't necessarily get to experience that they are true until we walk in them. Because if this is your first time ever reading that passage from Psalm 19, you're hearing like the law of the Lord is perfect, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, the precepts of the Lord are right, you might go, okay, sure, maybe, don't really have any experience to back that up. Or if you would perhaps have had a really up and down relationship with God and you're thinking, man, I never really know where I am with God. I don't know that I can actually say for certain that I believe all of these things. The truth is that we don't really get to experience this truth until we are faced with God's way of doing things or our way of doing things and we choose His. It's not something you stumble across. It's not something you're forced into. It is a choice We're in many different settings that you, will find, you and I will find ourselves in, not just in 2022, but in the year ahead. Many different opportunities, regardless of what it might be, of, hmm, I have a decision to make here. Am I going to trust that what God has written out for me is true and walk in that, or am I going to bail on it and try my own clearly imperfect in clearly not always so trustworthy ways, you and I will have plenty of decisions to make in 2023 because he will give us plenty of opportunities, you and I. I can I tell you that with 100% certainty. In 2023, you and I will have plenty of opportunities on whether or not we will walk in what God has called us to in our lives. And it may not be huge major changes or anything like that, but I, I would, I'd put a pretty good guess out there that something would come up this year. Like, for example, maybe you'll have your plans. Maybe you'll have some financial plans. You're looking forward to this. You're looking forward to that. You're saving for this. You're saving for that. And he might tap you on the shoulder at some point. Does he ever do that? He might tap you on the shoulder and say, have you considered allocating some of that to over here? To maybe something that I have purposed for. To maybe something that I have planned. He might call you you for a sacrifice there in some way. Or you'll be thinking about someone that you've been thinking about for a long time because maybe they've harmed you in some way, shape, or form. They might not. They might know it. They might not even know it. And that thinking pattern in your mind in one moment, because the Holy Spirit has a way of doing this, will shift to God saying clearly to you, it is time to forgive. It is time to forgive. And you're thinking, but God, I've done an awfully good job of holding this grudge for the last like six months or six years or six decades. I'm like a professional holding this grudge. Time to forgive. And at that point, you and I are faced with an opportunity. Am I going to go with what God has laid out for me? Or am I going to go with my own way? Or something entirely different altogether. And sometimes this actually happens during worship services. Sometimes this happens while you're listening to worship music, while you're in your car, or even when you're you're laying in bed at night and getting ready to go to sleep. The Holy Spirit can just speak so quietly of time to go for it. And and he's been stirring something in your heart like a change that needs to be made or something that you're thinking, I don't know how that's going to go if I obey you in this, Lord. And he just keeps nudging at you saying, of course you don't know how it's going to go. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm the one you are called to trust. Maybe there's a little, if you will, because we don't talk about it very often, maybe there's a sin hidden in your back pocket. And 2023 is the time that God is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, "Can can we work on this? Can we actually go after some healing here in your life so that you can be rid of this? Not rid of this, not sorry God, I'll do better with it. Free from it. There will be opportunities for you and I this year. I don't know what they are. There's too many people in this room to know what they are. But oh. And here's, here's a good thing. Because in those opportunities, it's always a little unsettling, isn't it? If you've had God prompting in your life ever before, or at least any time you've been aware of it, it's not exactly comfortable. It's not exactly something that you and I wake up in the morning and say, I really hope God shakes me up today. We don't do that. But that's often the way it feels. It's often the way it comes across when he is stirring. And so often, because of the comfort that we like, because of the fear that we may have, because of our resistance, we don't go with the law of the Lord. The commands of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, His way of doing things. But any time, on a major scale or a minor scale, any time that you and I look at him and say, Okay, God, your way this time, here's what we receive. Here's what you receive. Refreshing the soul. How he makes wise the simple. How he gives joy to your heart. Light to your eyes. Righteousness. Sweetness that is sweeter than honey. And great reward. All of those things are on the other side of you and I saying, okay God, That's not necessarily how I would do it. But if it's what you've laid out, I'm going to go for it. And there's not a single person in this room that would look at that list and say, I'll pass. Not a single person going into 2023. Not a single one of us would turn down, how do you put it, a refreshed soul, sign me up. Joy in your heart. Could we use a little more? Anybody? Use a little more. A lot of lying people in this room. Every, room sh- every hand should be up. <laughs> because it's his way instead of our way. And don't get me wrong, not everything he asks us to do is super simple and super awesome, and God, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. That's not always how it goes. But the payoff the payoff is, is more than just these things. You know how I read the Bible for a long time? Or well, You know why I read the Bible for a long time? Just like many of us in this room have read it for a long time. I read it because it's something you should do. <laughs> Especially if you're paid to work at a church, you should probably read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and going into this year, like this year, that's awfully recent, Dave. Going into this year, last January, something shifted. And I'll give God credit for this. I can't say that he used any clear words for me or anything like that, but it was very clear upon my soul. Of, can we read it at my pacing? Not my pacing, his. And so, I think this year I read Romans, Ephesians three times. With if like, you can read Ephesians three times by the time I'm done talking here in the next few minutes. And a few, a few psalms. That's all I got through in a whole year. And... Because for so, for so long, it was, well, okay, I read the Bible today. I did the thing I should do. There were times where I would sit down and open this thing. And after, one time, after five words, five words, God said, stop right there. He only, he only gave me five words to chew on. And it was exactly what I needed for that day at his pacing, not at mine. And I can say that from his pacing, and I can say that from his revelation, that in the last year of reading through this, not very much of it, but what he has revealed to me, I know him so much more than I did a year ago. I love him more. there are things in this that I might have had a harder time trusting, that I trust more now because of how he revealed himself to me on his timing with his spirit, how he operates. Not how I would have drawn it up, but what he had in mind. And I am grateful for that. And I don't know I don't don't know what he has for you. But if you go with him, if your response to him as he leads you is, okay, God, that's not how I would have drawn it up, but let's go. Not only is there that refreshing for the soul and wisdom and joy and light and all these things, all these great things, they're actually the sideshow. Because the prize is Him. The prize is who He is, Himself. And an understanding, a receiving of His deep love for you and for me that we can't get no matter how faithfully you and I sit in these chairs. Only if when He prompts, we say, All right. It's his way of doing things. And one of the things that he has laid out for us to receive his grace is the exercise of receiving communion together as a church family. When you and I receive communion, the bread represents the body of Jesus. The blood, the juice represents his blood broken for us, poured out on the cross because of his love for us and, of course, his full awareness that he was going to be raised from the dead and give you and I new life. But (laughs) there are many reasons, and I couldn't cover all of them, but one of the main reasons to receive communion is to say once again, with however much you know of Jesus, with however much you do or don't understand, what I know of you now, I trust you. And what you have offered me, literally yourself, as your sacrifice for me, I receive that with gladness. And so I'm going to ask.